Hello again and welcome to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. Hope you enjoyed your 4th of July holiday. Bourbon virus and other tick-borne diseases are becoming more common in Missouri. A collaborative effort between Wash U and the St. Louis Zoo looks to understand these factors. Cameron Connor is with Wash U staff scientist Solney Adelstenson. Bourbon virus is a recently emerged virus that is transmitted by ticks. Uh, so far, we know mainly it's transmitted by the Lone Star tick, which is one of our, our most common tick species in Missouri. And we're, there's still just a lot we don't know about it. Uh, it has caused a handful of human, uh, pretty serious human disease cases, uh, some of which have, have resulted in fatalities. Uh, but we are, are really just trying to learn a lot more about it, where it is, how prevalent it is, and how serious it, it might be for, for people and wildlife. Speaking of prominence, do you actually have any sort of idea so far of how prominent it might be? And you said it was in the Lone Star Tick. Is it only in the Lone Star Tick from what from what we know? Well, so it, it, most of the evidence points to the Lone Star Tick as being the main vector that can actually transmit this virus. Uh, there was one paper that came out recently from Virginia. I, I wasn't part of the study, but they did detect bourbon virus um, genetic material in the longhorn tick, which is um, a, an invasive tick species that has somewhat recently colonized the U.S. and seems to be expanding its range. So we don't yet know if that tick can actually transmit the virus. Um, so, so far, we're, we're really focused on the Lone Star tick as being the main vector here. I was reading a, a news report from Washington University about this collaborative effort that you were a part of, and it seems like roughly at the moment it's believed that, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it seems as if maybe like one in every 150 Lone Star ticks or something might be carrying this virus. Yeah, that's a ballpark estimate, yeah, for uh, what we found sampling at a specific location in St. Louis County, uh, Tyson Research Center, which is WashU's environmental field station. Uh, that's that sort of represents the average. So we sampled at a number of locations within the research center and across those locations, some of them we found a higher prevalence than that. Some of them we found much lower and it really seemed to, to vary according to the location and, and exactly when we were sampling. So we, we don't yet know how broadly that might extend to the whole region, but at, at Titan Research Center, we have a very high abundance of Lone Star ticks. And, and that's sort of the average that we found of um, bourbon infection in those sticks. All right. And for anyone who's just now tuning in, this is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Solney Adelstenson. She is a staff scientist at Tyson Research Center for Washington University in St. Louis. We're talking about the bourbon virus and how prevalent it is, at least for what we've gathered so far with ticks here in Missouri. And how long have you been doing this research about specifically the bourbon virus? And I guess I'm curious, what techniques do you use to, I guess, gather the ticks to get that information in general? Yeah, so I'm part of a, a group of researchers. It's a real collaborative group involving multiple disciplines. Uh, we've been working together to learn more about tick-borne viruses for a number of years now. I want to say since 2017 or 2018. Uh, this particular study we began in 2019. Uh, along with my my colleagues Yako Boone and Dave Wang, who are at the medical school at WashU, and uh, we began sampling ticks at Tyson Research Center, 
Um, that's kind of my angle of it since I'm an ecologist. And then uh, Dave and Yako are virologists. So uh, I kind of gather the ticks and then they look at them in the laboratory and do these assays to see what viruses are, are actually in the ticks. And, and so to sample them, we use a, a couple of different collection methods. They're, they're pretty simple, really. Um, but one of them involves dragging a piece of cloth over vegetation. It's a pretty standard method in, in the tick biology research field where it, it sort of simulates a host brushing past the vegetation. So ticks that are out there looking for an animal to feed on will feel that uh, cloth dragging on the vegetation and grab onto it and think they're about to get their next meal. Uh, the other method we use is using dry ice. So dry ice is just frozen carbon dioxide and the, the ticks have specialized organs that allow them to detect carbon dioxide because that's what most of their hosts, uh, their hosts uh, breathe out, right? Uh, we breathe in oxygen and out carbon dioxide. And so when they sense that carbon dioxide in the air, they will, especially the lone star ticks, will rapidly move towards it, and then we can collect them off of our trap. Is there a leading reason as to why we believe that tick-borne diseases, such as bourbon virus, are becoming more common? It's a great question. There are likely many factors involved. Uh, some of the most important ones being, you know, where humans are living and, and where they're contacting, you know, encroaching into natural areas where ticks are abundant. The climate is changing and in certain ways that might be making the environment more suitable for ticks to survive and therefore their populations to grow. Those are two off the bat, but there are likely many factors at play. One of the things that I was also researching, and I'd love for you to comment on it, is it seems that even though in the most severe cases, and this is just to ease people's minds <laughs> throughout Missouri, especially people that are outdoor goers and things of that nature, that this disease has actually been found in a lot of people, and maybe they had it and had no idea, and they were completely unaffected. So it only seems that in the most severe cases, that's what's happening with bourbon, bourbon virus, correct? That's right. Uh, that's research that my, my collaborator, Yako Boone, is, is really pursuing. Uh, his lab group put out a paper this past year where they screened blood samples of lots of people who had no reported cases of tick-borne illness um, or no, no reported cases of the tick-borne virus, but still found bourbon virus antibodies in a decent percentage of those blood samples, suggesting that many people might have become infected and never even known it. So, yeah, I suppose that's one element of, of potentially good news is that it doesn't always cause severe disease or doesn't seem to. Uh, but we we still don't know what leads it to cause severe disease in some people and not others. Um, so lots lots to be discovered still. So for anyone that wants to go out there and still you know love to do their hiking or their fishing or any sort of outdoor related activity, are there some good methods that you can recommend to people out there for them to be prepared when they go outside? Right, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, as as you mentioned, uh, so many great <laughs> recreation opportunities, especially in Missouri, and I don't want people to be freaked out. And I think goes to another point to reiterate, as we talked about earlier, is is that not all ticks are carrying something that can make you sick. So, um, you know, keep bear that in mind if you do encounter ticks. But there are lots of ways to prevent the tick bites in the first place. 
uh, I encourage people always to wear closed-toed shoes, long socks, long pants. I know when it's hot out in the summer, sometimes that's uncomfortable, but it's really about creating a barrier so the ticks have to crawl over your clothing longer before they get to your skin, and then you have longer a longer time to detect them on you and, and remove the threat. Uh, I also really recommend that folks treat their clothing in advance of their outdoor activities. So if you do have time in advance, permethrin spray is a great way to prevent tick bites. Um, it's not meant to come into contact with the skin, though, so you do need to spray it on your clothes or your boots or your gear about 24 hours before you intend to use them. So that requires a little bit of pre-planning. Uh, but if you're just getting up to go, DEET sprays work really well, too. So like a 40% DEET spray, they're easy to find in any sort of outdoor store. And those work well to repel ticks and mosquitoes, too. And then, you know, after you've been outside, I can't stress enough, even if you've taken those prevention measures, you really just want to do a really thorough tick check of yourself. Uh, look your whole body over, especially any kind of crevices or places where they might be hiding, and um, don't count on showers to just wash them off. Uh, they're they're pretty pretty determined little buggers, so um, you do want to check really thoroughly for them after being outdoors. Great luck with the rest of your research along the way, and thank you so much for joining us on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. Thank you for having me. And for anyone who's tuned in late or if you want to play this back or learn more, make sure to search Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri wherever you get your podcasts.